You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're a 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? The 415ers podcast is back, as always, three times a week, Monday, today, Wednesday, and, of course, Friday on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Mark Randy with you. Mark, what is up, my man? How are you? I'm just recovering after a wild deadline day in the NFL. <laughs> you don't get to say that all too often. It felt like an, a Major League Baseball trade deadline more than a football one. Yeah, I don't know if the Niners are responsible for some of that, Mark. The fact that they went out and got Christian McCaffrey, it seemed like that was one of the first big dominoes to fall, and then everyone just kind of falled in the steps of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Niners took a big swing, and then, you know, some of the other competitive teams that think they have a chance to, you know, maybe uh, win a a playoff game or two were like, well, we got to make some moves too. And then, you know, it just kind of kept trickling and snowballing, and eventually what? 10 deals on deadline day that doesn't even include the few days leading up to deadline day there were other teams active before then but just 10 deals on deadline day which is an nfl record so an interesting an interesting deadline day for sure across the nfl yeah yeah no it's pretty incredible i i think that uh, up until deadline day the other biggest trade that i saw mark was the Baltimore Ravens going out and getting Mm -hmm. Roquan Smith, the NFL's leading tackler from Chicago. But then, of course, one of Kyle Shanahan's disciples on deadline day goes out and gets potentially a better linebacker, uh, outside linebacker Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos and Mike McDaniel. So the Dolphins pick up a nice edge rusher and one of the better defenders in football. So Folks are wheeling and dealing, Mark, and um, I don't know about you if there was a move that that stood out, but to me, that was that was kind of surprising. You don't tend to see a whole lot of first-round picks being sent around on trade deadline day, but that was certainly one of them. Yeah, I think what this shows me, at least, you know, just in general, all the trades, each individual trade means different things. I know we'll talk about Jeff Wilson Jr. That means probably Elijah Mitchell is going to be back. The Niners are confident that he's not going to miss more time than they expected, but I think in general, what these deals mean across the NFL is that the teams agree with us and everyone else talking about this league, specifically in the NFC. It's wide open right now. There are so many teams that actually could legitimately say we have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. So as a result, with so many teams alive still, um, I feel like a lot of teams were encouraged or maybe even pressured to go out and try to make a deal to, to help their chances. So um, you can say what you want about the AFC with the Bills and the Chiefs. Those are the two top dog- dogs by a pretty wide margin. But in the NFC, it's pretty open. So uh, I think that probably factored into why we had so many deals. 
Yeah, I mean, Ross Tucker was on with Stani and Guru on 95.7 the game yesterday and mentioned the Niners within kind of that second tier of teams. Everyone basically in the NFC outside of Philadelphia has a chance at this point. Uh, you know, they are 7-0. They are undefeated. They deservedly are at the top. But a Tier 2 team of, you know, Minnesota, Dallas, and San Francisco, that's a position where you want to be in and where a big splash like Christian McCaffrey and um, they made a deal yesterday, like you mentioned, trading Jeff Wilson Jr. to the Miami Dolphins. So reuniting him with Mike McDaniel for the 2023 fifth round pick that um, was a space that they sent in the Christian McCaffrey deal. So they do regain a little bit of capital there. Um, but, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr. was certainly a, a quality 49er for his time here and now gets to reunite with a guy that maybe was responsible for a lot of his success in the running game in, in Mike McDaniel. So, you know, the 49ers are... Right now with the running back room, assuming that Elijah Mitchell is going to be back after the bye, which Kyle Shanahan did say he would be a few weeks back. He was on track after the MCL injury he suffered earlier this season. So you got Christian McCaffrey, you got Elijah Mitchell, um, you got Debo Samuel maybe coming out of the backfield. That is a very interesting running back room now for the 49ers, Mark. And the rotating door of backs that continue to lead in rushing each year for the 49ers is likely to continue because they've had a leading rusher now five straight years. And with Jeff Wilson Jr. being gone, who was on track to be the first to do it twice, uh, now Christian McCaffrey's probably going to fill that role. Yeah, you would imagine. Probably it won't be, you know, a, an incredible amount just because he got here midseason. But yeah, I, that was probably that would probably be the, the most likely outcome. Um, what what is interesting is, you know, Jeff Wilson, Jr., the entire Niners team has been singing his praises really for most of the season. But specifically, it feels like the last month or so, one of the gr uh, best people in the locker room always has just an incredible attitude and his teammates absolutely love him. I mean, everything we hear about him from other people is is just nothing but the best. Um, and it seemed like this is a deal that also has his best interests in mind. A lot of times, you know, around deadlines, you you always hear players, you know, media, everyone else talk about how this is a business. You know, you just got to go wherever, you're, you know, your team ships you off to and you got to deal with it. But um, according to Lynch, Jeff Wilson Jr. came up to him and, and said that he knew most likely that with the Christian McCaffrey deal with Elijah Mitchell returning, that his snaps were likely going to decrease and most likely pretty significantly. And he said if there was an opportunity for him to go to another team where he is probably needed more, he'd be interested in that. And not only did the Niners do that, where, uh, you know, in Miami, he'll probably slot in as the number two with his former teammate Raheem Mostert. That might even be close to a 50-50 split. We don't quite know how it's going to work. So not only a better opportunity in terms of number of touches but also he goes somewhere very familiar in the fact that the head coach down there as we've already talked about is Mike McDaniel who was heavily involved in the run game for the 49ers over the last number of years while both Mike McDaniel and Jeff Wilson Jr. were there so I think a win-win the Niners they get rid of a piece or on a place where they have a lot of depth I know a lot of Niner fans saying you know, the, the Niners running backs just consistently get injured. You need all the help you can get. Um, but I think considering that they have Elijah Mitchell coming back, this move to me also signals at least some confidence in one of their rookie running backs, if not both, uh, in Ty Davis Price along with Jordan Mason. Um, and then, of course, you have Christian McCaffrey and, and Debo Samuel can take 
uh, some carries out of the backfield as well. So I think a win-win for both the 49ers and Jeff Wilson Jr. The Niners get a pick back, as you mentioned, kind of replenishing their 2023 draft stockpile. And then the uh, the Dolphins, they get a guy who who is certainly likely happy to be there and a guy who uh, everyone in the locker room will love. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, maybe most importantly, Mark, based on how the 49ers have used fifth round picks in the past, <laughs> this, this might be one of the more valuable picks they get back in a draft because, you know, even going back to this year, Samuel Womack, pretty good selection. Diamador Lenore, I know one of your favorites in 2021 out of the University no of Oregon. Talano Hufanga that same year from the fellow Pac-12 school USC. Drake Greenlaw in 2019. And of course, you can't forget about George Kittle, one of the best fifth-round picks in history in 2017. So maybe the strategy, Mark, is... You know, we, we don't actually want these, you know, lower, lower, you know, the middle round picks. We just want to stockpile some fifths and use what we're best at uh, as far as their track record is concerned. Mark. So how many fifth round picks, any team other than the 49ers, how many fifth round picks is worth one first round pick? Because the Niners should just trade <laughs> all of their first round picks for like 10 fifth round picks. Well, based on the amount of starters that are in their lineup right now, I mean, you, you might be able to make the argument that a, a fifth might be equivalent to a second or a third. I mean, <laughs> I, it is interesting, Mark. Uh, n- up next year, of course, upcoming, they'll have very few picks, but the two picks they do have are in the third as well as the fifth. So maybe there's uh, something we're not seeing here. Well, they actually do have a, a decent amount of 2023 picks. A lot of them, they're not exactly sure yet, just based on compensation. Um, yeah. you, you got the round five from Miami. You got a round seven pick from Denver in a trade last year. You already had a round five. But there's a chance you have a couple third round picks via compensation, another fifth round pick via compensation, a sixth round pick via compensation, a seventh round pick from compensation. So while the Niners won't have any high level picks in the 2023 draft they will have quite a a decent number of picks it's just again not not the greatest value in those picks because they've they've traded those away for other assets already um, but still a decent number of picks and the Niners as you've talked about have proven pretty successful at picking in, in those mid to later rounds Yep, the San Francisco compensations. Uh, that's what they're becoming at this point <laughs> and, but but it brings it you know kind of a larger point into play about sort of the aggressiveness of Shanahan and I I think just because of what people see on the field sometimes that they don't necessarily correlate aggression or you know a risk seeking mentality with Kyle Shanahan the general manager but what I continue to learn Mark and, and I think this trade deadline isn't necessarily um example a of that but it's along the same lines like the general manager kyle shanahan seems to be very different from the head coach currently now maybe that'd be different if he had some you know different pieces in play but he seems to be a very aggressive decision maker from a front office perspective and this trade deadline going out and trading four picks to get mccaffrey 
um, being willing to move off of Jeff Wilson Jr., a guy that had contributed a lot. Um, and of course, even going back a few years, the, the just the sheer amount of, of different guys he's had in the backfield and the amount of moves that he's been willing to make, of course, on deadline day with Trey Lance being the biggest one. Um, I I do see I do see the fact that like Kyle Shanahan and his aggression is is something that I mean appears to be at this point just a characteristic like it's not even you know okay well maybe he'll go in here he'll step in the you know the deep end at, at this time but wait like he seems to be to me appearing to be more of a risk seeking individual than risk averse as a general manager I think maybe we've seen a little bit of a shift over the last couple of years I mean the Trey Lance trade was the first major risk that the team has taken. I mean, the Jimmy Garoppolo acquisition, that's not nearly as risky. You didn't give up anywhere near the, the draft capital. And you were a little more confident of who, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was as a quarterback, as you are of whichever rookie quarterback you were selecting in the 2021 NFL draft. So I, I think probably safe to say that Trey Lance, that that move was the biggest risk and, and the first risk the Niners have taken under Kyle Shanahan. But since then, I, I agree. I think they have been a little more aggressive. I think a big part of that is watching what the Los Angeles Rams have done, specifically with their draft picks. We talked about it after the Christian McCaffrey trade. The Niners are kind of following in the, that Rams mold of the, you know, F them picks mentality. Go and get talent and then deal with, you know, the draft issues later. Um, and as we've talked about, the Niners still have a handful of draft picks, so it's not like they're going to be, you know, completely bored come, come draft time next year. But I think we have seen Kyle Shanahan kind of reevaluate what he thinks is the best way to go out and put together a quality team. I think early in his Niners tenure, and a lot of this is, is because of where the team is currently, but early in his Niners tenure, it was about, you know, getting young talent through the draft because he inherited a team that was absolutely terrible. I mean, you're not going to go out when you've won four games the prior year and trade multiple first round picks to get a quarterback. Like that's, it's not what's going to happen. What actually Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch admitted to Christian McCaffrey um, when they acquired him was, yeah, we didn't draft you when you were coming out of Stanford because our defense stunk, our offensive line stunk, basically our whole team stunk. We wanted to build a team and then we promised you, you know, whether or not this was in jest, they were joking or not, who knows? And then they said, we'll go and get you later once we have a good foundation and a good team around us. So I, I think this was kind of always the plan, but the success of the Rams kind of pushed the Niners in that direction more as well. I agree. Kyle Shanahan is taking more risks now than he was in the past. But I think a big part of that is the general construction of the team. They're in a position now with a lot of talent in a lot of places that they can afford to take these risks because one, they want to win a championship and two, because they know that they have a pretty good team to fall back on if things don't work out perfectly. Um, so so I, I agree with you that there are more risks being taken by, the, by Shanahan and the 49ers now, um, but I think it was also somewhat part of their plan from the jump. Yeah, I, no, I, I'm with you. 